please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself. Listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, my loves. I am Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to practice talking about sex and improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest on the podcast today is Olivia. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. So can you introduce yourself to our listeners just so they get a snapshot of who you are? Absolutely. So my name is Olivia. Um, I'm in my late 20s, live in California, Northern California to be specific. Grew up on the Central Coast in a tiny little Catholic town. Um, Currently just a conservationist by day and a hiker, dancer, and baker by night. (laughs) I would take out the word just. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. And would you share with us a little bit about your sexual self? Like maybe start with origin story or just kind of your current relationship with sex and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I kind of just finished, I guess, like a two-year phase of really deep exploration with myself, like really focusing on just owning my own self-pleasure and just how to make myself feel good, but also learning how to ask for what I want and communicate what I want clearly because I used to find so much through sex. I felt like I was a vehicle for someone's pleasure, but couldn't communicate what I wanted, even though had huge sex drive, super horny all the time, but just didn't feel comfortable asking for what I wanted. So yeah, it took the last couple years to just really discover that within myself. That totally resonates. When you say didn't ask for what you wanted, were you aware of what you wanted and you just couldn't put it to words or was it like another, like, was it more nebulous than that? I feel like it was more nebulous than that. It was almost like there was just like a total disconnect. Like a partner would be there between my legs looking up at me and be like, what do you want? What feels good to you? And no words could come out. I had the same experience. Yeah, exactly the same. I'm like, "Ah, I'll just keep something better. I'm not sure. Ah." (laughs) Yeah. And to me, in my mind, I just enjoyed sex so much that in some way it all felt good, but I just had no idea how to unlock things. And in a way, I almost thought I was kind of like broken a little bit. I just kind of thought that's how sex was and that that's how it felt. I can yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. So will you share with us a little bit about your growing up in a Catholic town, you said? What yes. was that like? What do you uh, mean a Catholic, a Catholic town in California? There was, so I grew up in one of the California mission towns. So everyone in the town went to church, like every kid after school went to catechism. It was a thing, but it wasn't super strict per se, but there was definitely like an air of that, you know, Catholic guilt and shame around sexual expression and just finding that out. The narrative in town was definitely just like, wait until you get married and, you know, don't be promiscuous and things like that. Never had a sex talk with my parents, but it's interesting because my mom would always have just cheesy soap operas on TV. So one of my earliest memories was just like watching two people roll around in white bed sheets and 
Yeah. And I was just like, I kind of knew what was happening. And I was probably like four years old, but I was just like, okay, I kind of get it. But so things like this were on TV around me, but never really explained. It wasn't until maybe I was like eight or nine years old that my siblings, I had older siblings Mm -hmm. um, that I got to grow up with. So through them, I learned a lot about Mm -hmm. sex, but never, never from my parents. Yeah. And what about at, did you go to a Catholic school or was it, were there? Did they, so you had the standard like California sex ed? Yeah. Yeah. And Seventh grade, I think our male science teacher just kind of separated the boys and girls. Yeah. He, oh. he clearly was just like, I'm sorry, I have to be the one to give you guys the talk about your periods, but this is happening right now. Oh, I <laughs> um, am shocked that they didn't bring in a woman to do that. Yeah, yeah. He was the one who kind of went through it. He was just like, he was very uncomfortable by it. I remember he was like, yeah, my palms are kind of sweaty right now. <laughs> But yeah, and they pretty much just went through just describing how our periods worked and just describing the anatomy of the vagina a little bit. In high school, I actually had a really great sex education. We had a teacher. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. We got to do like Q&A time and just like write anonymous questions and ask whatever we wanted. She even had to talk about pleasure and just how to like ask for what you want or tell your partner to like adjust and move and different <sighs> like that. Yeah. That's heartwarming. Like that yeah. actually, it makes me feel like some hope here. Yeah. I think the first, yeah, the first day in class we had to practice putting on condoms. She just pulled a bunch of different colored dildos <laughs> out of a box and she's like what? holding handfuls of them in front of the class and no one's coming up to grab one yet. She's like, well, somebody's got to come up. We have so many options. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so definitely a positive experience in high school, but it was just... That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was just something in the town that it was like, you know, everyone was clearly curious about it, but no one felt confident enough to like speak up yeah. about their interest in it. Yeah. How do you feel or do you feel that that kind of shaped your sexual being or? Yeah, it definitely did. So I actually started masturbating when I was like three or four years old. So that was something, it just felt super natural to me. Um, I would either like grind against the palm of my hand to get like clitoral pressure or even use like a pillow or a blanket balled up. Um, and it was just something that was super normal for me. I would even kind of like start to do it in the living room while everyone was watching TV. And Mm -hmm. one time my mom just like caught me and she was just like, that's gross. Don't do that. Like ladies shouldn't do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't like super harsh about it, but she like had a gentle tone, but it was still just like, don't be doing that. That's gross. Right. But, that, and, but that's a very clear message. Not like a, that's a private time thing. It's like a, that's a no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I would always just kind of like be very secretive about it and pursuing it and just like try and like make myself orgasm as quickly as I could. And just, you know, it, it was always kind of a very quick thing for me until a few years ago. I am so curious to hear about this journey you just spoke of. Is that is that the few years ago, like when things started to change or can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So I had just had a couple of relationships where 
from the outside, it looked like great sex life. We were having a lot of sex, doing a bunch of different things, different fantasies, getting fulfilled, everything. But I just wasn't feeling, I just noticed something was off and I wasn't feeling fully embodied. And around that time, I started listening to um, the Savage Love Cast podcast, yeah. which really helped me a lot. That podcast has just completely changed my life. Awesome. Um, and then one of the partners I was with kind of introduced me to the ethical slut, which started to talk about like how to just come into your own voice. We're in an open relationship at the time. So I first started coming, I guess, to my sexual exploration through just being able to like communicate in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And as I started to learn like, okay, here's how to like, just talk with your partner on a basic level. It's something just started to click in terms of wanting to be able to communicate what was what felt good to me during sex and being able to ask for what I want and feel empowered and then also just wanting to be able to just feel more empowered in myself on my own I had that like one way that I knew how to make myself come on my own but I was just like there's got to be more to this like the female body is so complex like and just really wanted to discover and yeah so what kind of like what did you do on a very practical level because I just love the like yeah yeah I was, I was gonna say nitty-gritty but just <laughs> phrase, but, but it's true like I like the yeah. brass tacks I guess yeah I would honestly like on days where it was like a lazy Sunday and I was at home by myself I would just kind of lay on the bed and take a lot of time to just touch my body in general and just notice what felt good and not even genitals or breasts necessarily just kind of see like what felt good in general and kind of like warm up to it and just take note of the areas that felt good and then would start to kind of like explore more and like touch my vagina differently and my breasts differently and just start figuring out all these different zones that felt good. That's awesome. So it sounds like you were just making it up yourself based on your body's response and you weren't like necessarily like reading books or watching porn to try to get. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm curious to know, you said you, you're a dancer at night. A dancer at night. Um, (laughs) Do you feel like your dance is somehow related to your sexual being? Like, is there your erotic creature? Does she, how does she dance I guess I need to just stop asking questions when I'm halfway through the question I need to just find the end of the question I'm working on that <laughs> yeah yeah but definitely around the time so before I started diving into like how to be a better communicator and just what felt good in my body I told everyone including myself that I couldn't dance I said mm. that I was not a dancer, don't do it. And then just kind of around that time, just got really comfortable feeling into my body. And I would say initially it was kind of more intuitive dancing and then start going to different like exact dances and just like work dancing workshops and things like that. And now I'm kind of like more into like a mix of like Afro house dancing and modern dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So what about the transition from, you know, learning to touch yourself in new ways to doing, to being with a partner and communicating around that? What's that been like? And do you have any specific communication phrases too, or just like specific examples I think are really helpful? 
Yeah, definitely. So for me at first, it was definitely something where I remember the first relationship I was in where I knew all my spots. I knew what made me feel good. I knew how to like be comfortable with myself in that space. But the first time I was with a partner, I remember just still freezing up. And and before getting intimate, we had had conversations where I disclosed like I just spent all this time in the past couple of years, like discovering this about myself. And then we'd get to be intimate and I'd freeze up. And in that time, I just kind of had to pause and look to my partner and say like, hey, can you just keep kissing my neck a little bit or keep like massaging me or something like that? And I'll start to get more comfortable into this and yeah, yeah, and just feel like for some reason I'm freezing up right now, but just do these few things to my body, like kiss my neck. That's my one thing I can... I can orgasm if someone kisses like my neck or my nipples or like oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I just feel like can you just kiss these areas for a little bit and then I'll start to feel more comfortable. Um and through that process I started to realize that I mean, I definitely love like a hot quickie, but for me to feel comfortable with a partner, I need the space to be set and I need to feel comfortable and to feel like there's trust there even if it's a one night stand I just need like full presence full communication and then my body can just totally let loose and communication can flow I am so glad you said that because I think it is really important to say that we can be present with one another even if we're not going to be together the rest of our lives even if it's only a few hours (laughs) yeah yeah the current partner that I'm with now I mean the first night we were together that was we're just both such good communicators that Mm. that was like at the time, the most fulfilling sex I've ever had just because we're both like so open with each other and just, just really open to exploring each other's bodies and not so focused on the orgasm. So just, yeah, it's it's my absolute favorite. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Okay, speaking of favorites, let's get into some specifics. Yes. Um, let's see, okay, so we so you ha- so neck and nipple orgasms. Yes. What does that feel like inside your body? If you can describe it, even. Oh gosh. I mean, definitely. Like the first time, even someone just like breathes hot air on my neck like I just audibly moan and it just feels like a giant like body exhale like my whole body just like relaxes um and then when someone's like looking around my nipple or like biting it hard or whatever stage we're at with breastplate it's definitely like that same kind of like body exhale exhale but it just starts to kind of like pulsate and surges like my whole body just gets like pulses of rushes and it's just like from my head down to like my vagina and uh it's just that's wonderful awesome yeah what other types of stuff do you like like I know there's so many things but yeah specific things that deserve a mention or a shout out yeah I just I used to be really scared of cunnilingus and I think it was because that was just when I was cut off from my own personal pleasure but I just love like when my partner looks at me and is just like, okay, I'm going to just like eat you out for like an hour and I'm just going to take my time. And 
Yeah. So I just love like just that slow buildup of like kissing like the outside of my lips and just even like teasing me going up and down my leg and then slowly building up pressure because just can't get into like light or even heavy biting or anything like that too quickly for me. Totally. Okay. But it sounds like you do eventually like to get into it based on that phrase. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's great. Any other sort of like, uh, yeah, I guess that that almost veers into kink land. Like, do you have any kinks that you enjoy or or enjoy exploring? Yeah, um, I definitely enjoy being in public, not where I'm like infringing on anybody else's face, but just like being in places where there's like a chance that we could get caught. Um, Definitely like, yeah, kind of like outdoor public spaces. Um, but like, for example? Uh, like going on a hike and like being on a somewhat well-used trail and then noticing there's kind of like a pause and being like, okay, you're going to bend me over like right in front of that tree. Or like there's one time in particular, like my partner, like, bent me over and it's just like fucking me from behind while I'm like holding on to a tree. I'm a total natural girl. So <laughs> I'm like all about it. And then at one point he just like super like just dominant voice was like, go sit on that stump and just like eat me out on a tree stump, like in the middle of the woods, like not too far from a heavily used trail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, but detail-oriented question. Yes. Were you sitting on a towel, or did the stump poke your butt, or did it, it hurt? It poked my butt a little bit. Like. <laughs> you had a naked butt on a stump while he Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a couple of adjustments, and then it was like, okay, I, I think we're good now. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like if I did that, I would be the person that, like, would attract the red ants or something. Like, I feel like <laughs> sort of like cartoon characters sometimes where I'm just like oh, oh, oh. yeah that's usually my mo with most things but that's yeah. awesome okay hiking okay where else any other like any beaches any caves any <laughs> definitely I've done beaches I've definitely been on a roof in mm-hmm. a busy area when I was in college and then also um one time in between classes there was like a 10 minute period when I was in college and one classroom that we were going to go into after was empty. So we just like <laughs> ran in there and he bent me over the teacher's desk. And then like five minutes later, like everyone shows up and we're just sitting there like, okay, ready to take a test. Oh my God. That's pretty hot. That's yeah. Kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Brain. So can you talk a little bit about your communication around sex with partners before you actually sleep with them? Yeah, yeah. So for me, one thing that's just been super life-changing for me is to sit down with a partner and just be like, all right, especially if like things are getting kind of like hot and heavy, just be like, what are you into? And just ask that from the beginning because especially with heterosexual sex, it's just like so... I mean, people default to just penis and vagina, like that's what we're going for. And it's like, wait, there's so much more. So much more. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. 
I've, I've just had times where like past partners, it was just like assume for that. And I just rush into that. Don't even do foreplay. And then just like try to pound you super hard while you're dry. And you're just like, this is not the business. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we first, um, started being involved, we just kind of asked, what are you into? And during that time we were like still kind of a little bit nervous because it was like the second day we had known each other and we were just like a little bit nervous with it. And it was kind of interesting because we were just like a little bit nervous. Let's just like take it slow and kind of like explore at first because we were both just kind of like, oh, we don't commonly sleep with people the second day. We've known them. No shame on that. It's just like our personal comfort levels in general. And um, so it just, like, I guess one example in particular is, like, when I first started to give him a blowjob, like, he was like, hey, I usually have a hard time, like, starting out with just mouth and hands or just, like, any mouth involvement. It's just hard for him to get, like, focused and present. So Mm -hmm. he was like, can you start using your hands first? And then, like, once you spend a little more time with that, then you can move to mouth and that'll feel better. Amazing and very specific and helpful. Yeah. Versus like, I mean, I've had times, I mean, I've been told I'm really great at uh, giving blowjobs and I love giving blowjobs. But uh, yeah, it was just so helpful to have someone say like, hey, before you spend like a lot of time down there, here's what feels good for me first. And just in that moment, I was like, you're different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like so refreshing. That is. I think that also creates a sense of security in the sense of like, oh, this is a safe space for me to do the thing and then go from there and, and like have that reassurance that you'll get feedback too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Will you tell us a little bit about what you like about blowjobs and maybe I don't know, your moves? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, like I said, like I I personally just love taking a lot of time. So yeah. I usually just kind of like to tease by kissing down their stomach and around their legs and just kind of like slowly at times, I'll just kind of like trace my fingers around the balls and like kind of cup them and like pull them down gently a little bit mm-hmm. and then just kind of kiss around the area maybe breathe like hot air on like the shaft and then like maybe get like a couple kisses on it and just like go to do something else and then like maybe start to like softly graze my fingers up and down and just kind of like really take it slow um and then I usually I really like using both hands it's and just like the more body parts touching the better in my book it's just always so much better um yeah so usually uh I like using either like coconut oil or like a shea butter base mm-hmm. like lube or something like that just because you're able to like stroke so much longer and just totally. do much more without having to keep reapplying it's so much better um but usually we'll start to put that on after like teasing for a little bit um and we'll usually kind of like, I guess, just like different movements to do, like bringing like thumb and index finger together and like putting them at the top of the head and like kind of like 
pulling them away from each other, going up oh, and down yeah. the shop and like twisting hands. She's and, like, showing me two-handed motions. <laughs> so, you know, we're talking about both thumbs. Right? Am I yeah. describing it correctly? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah. So just like trying different paces of like bringing, instead of just like always having the your fists or hands touching each other and going up and down, just like really try like, twisting in different directions also like I don't know how else to explain it but like if you're strumming a guitar like I don't know what you would call yeah. this motion like, like we're kind of like wiggling fingers in the air like finger tapping sort of like when you tap your fingers nervously on the desk yes yes but like different yeah <laughs> but like moving it yeah but like doing that while like it sort of looks like you're casting a spell, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Spell. But, like, using your hands around their shaft and, like, just trying different rhythms and, like, yeah. going away, going towards, and then doing that while also having your mouth around the head of their penis is something they, yeah, yes. my partner just loves that. So you can focus just on the head or just every once in a while move your hands away and, like, go all the way down the shaft, like, I mean, I love deep throating, but just like when it finally clicked with me, I'm like, you can use both hands. Like you don't have to suffer the whole time. Like uh, it's, it's wonderful. That's amazing. Oh, that is so amazing. You mentioned coconut oil. So do you and your partner, are you fluid bonded or coconut oil is just for our listeners. Coconut oil is not condom friendly. No, it is not. I just always like to specifically shout that out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't be fun to figure that out while using (laughs) Be A little bit dicey. Uh, So I just want to make sure people know. Cool. And you have a, it sounds like you have a male-bodied partner. Yes, yes. And Uh has that been consistent for you? Have you guys ever engaged, or not necessarily you guys, have you ever had threesomes or moresomes or explored with people that are not males? Yes. I I would also consider myself pansexual. I just love who I love and just never have like a specific type of person I'm attracted to. It always ranges across the board. And a few years ago, kind of again, right at the time I started like exploring myself more, I was actually with a female-bodied woman, and it's so interesting because we're still good friends now, but reflecting on the communication leading up to that, it's like I appreciate how forward she was with initiating it because Mm -hmm. I was so nervous, and I still don't really know how to talk to women or like initiate it. I just get so tongue-tied, and I feel like I'm objectifying them if I'm attracted (laughs) to them. It's it's crazy, and... (laughs) And in a way, I almost kind of did feel objectified by her when she was initiating it. We clearly had, like, some sexual tension. And uh, one time we were just, like, at dinner with a friend and they got up to use the restroom. And she just looked at me very casually and was like, I want to take you home and fuck you right now. And I was just like, um, <laughs> and just like at this point, like, wasn't quite coming to terms with my sexual identity yet. So I was, like, both, like, so turned on and so pissed off at the same time because... Yeah. Yeah, because if a man had talked to me that way, like, 
past a consensual point, I find that really attractive. But when it's like a stranger coming up to me, I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, you don't do that. Agree. Um, So some time went by. um, And the way my friend phrased it is he was like, if hooking up with her is like riding a roller coaster, he was like, you like talking about riding the roller coaster. He was like, you like being in line for the roller coaster. And he was like, she's pulling you onto the roller coaster, but you don't want to do it. He's like, you're, you're too scared. And I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe I just like talking about the roller coaster, but I don't want to do it. And then a couple <laughs> weeks later, her and I were hanging out and it just totally happened. And then over coffee, like a week later, I told my friend and I was like, so, uh, I, uh, rode the roller coaster. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just so interesting. The difference between, yeah, navigating hetero relationships versus being with the same sex. Yeah. I'm not particularly experienced in seeking out women like I've been in I'm not experienced in seeking out people yeah. I, I have been I have been so in the receiving end and I'm like just like things flitting across my face and I'm like oh yes no maybe I don't know you maybe I don't know <laughs> and yeah and so I'm at this point in my life where I actually am getting ready to shift that and I feel terrified in yeah. terms of dating in terms of all of it and I'm sort of at the, I feel like I'm about to take a step and I might fall off a ledge. And so I don't know. Uh, have yeah. you, have you actively pursued any female bodied humans yourself? I haven't. I've, I've really been wanting to and trying to work on that. And in concurrence with that, um, I kind of consider myself like more of a sub, but I've been wanting to pursue being a dom, but I just feel like too scared in some ways. Cause I'm, I'm pretty soft-spoken. So yeah. those two things in conjunction, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give it a go and yeah. see, see what happens. You also could be like a dangerously quiet dom, like a soft spoken, like do this now and then I do like that. that. You know, yeah. I mean, you, every dom has a different flavor. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what are some of your biggest turn-ons just in general? Yeah. Um, definitely for sure starting out like good communication and having that set but once that's done I I'm kind of all across the spectrum like I really love like slow sensual time with my partner and then I also really like that kind of like role play I love being I love having sex withheld from me a little bit so a big fantasy I want to like explore with my partner is just like one day I just really want to be like tied up to the bed like all day long and he could just like walk in the room and just like graze his hands across my leg and then just walk out and just like have that go on for a really long time. <laughs> uh, that's so intense. Is that a fantasy that you like would actually want to do or is it like a fantasy that's enjoyable as a fantasy? I, I would actually want to do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And how much have you played like you, you've mentioned a little bit of fulfilling fantasies and role play, but like, will you, will you share some examples? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the one case in particular, I kind of ahead of time told my partner that I really like to be like dominated and tied up. And there's 
and we didn't really like decide on like a specific time and place, but um, there was the time we were just like hanging out in my room and without any like prefacing or anything, he just like pushed me down the bed, like put a blindfold over my eyes and tied my hands behind my back and just like, and I had told him before, I was like, I want you to have a time where you just like use my body for your pleasure. And he just started like, my head was hanging over the bed and he just like shoved his cock in my mouth and just like started like doing whatever he wanted with me and I couldn't touch him. And it was, yeah. So we're like slowly getting into that a little bit. I've had other partners tie me up like a little bit more, but we're finding, finding our way with it. That's so exciting. How are you guys finding it? Like, are you taking online inspiration? Are you going to classes? Are you just reading about stuff or making it up as you go along? I think just making it up as we go along and just kind of seeing what would make us feel good. Like if we really enjoyed the sensation of not being able to like touch the other person, whether that's with just hands or also feet, or like if we really enjoy like having our sight cut off and not being able to see like what's going to happen next. So just kind of, yeah, going, going through it. He, he watches porn a little bit more than I do. I don't really watch it as much just because I haven't really like found something that I really like. Although I do like girl on girl porn more than I do like Mm. hetero porn but where do you uh, watch when you do watch porn where do you go or do you just google it because I I just kind of google it because I don't really know where to go I've heard a couple people like make suggestions of like Mm. different sites that have good storylines and different things but I always forget to write them down okay listeners if you have any favorite porn sites will you send them to us so we can share that would be nice yes please (laughs) um are there any kinks that you haven't explored yet, but you would like to, like in a specific way? Yeah, I think definitely getting more into being a dom is definitely an area for me. And then I've also really wanted to explore going to play parties a little bit. Like I've kind of been on the fringe of it before and kind of in it, but that's that's a huge gross edge for me and something I want to get more comfortable with because in general I'm just so comfortable with like touch and receiving that from different people or just like being around it so I think going with a partner would just be pretty awesome empowering yeah and you said you were in an open relationship was that with this partner um it is not with this partner although we're like one of the first conversations we had when we knew we were just like digging each other and it was going to go somewhere we had that talk and we're like maybe down the line but not for now but yeah previous partner I was in an open relationship with them and it started out as we were just dating different people and then eventually um I was more of like a secondary he had a primary he was in a long distance relationship with and was that your first time exploring that was, okay. And that yeah. was when you like were introduced to the ethical slut and all of that. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and how yeah. was that for you? Like, was that a big adjustment or were you like, oh, this makes sense? Or what, do you remember your like emotional reactions? It made sense in like the mind space and like heart space for me. I was like, oh, this, I just resonate with this so much. But because that communication piece was missing with me during that time Mm -hmm. and I wasn't as outspoken about like my needs and wants, I definitely struggled with like navigating through 
my jealousy a little bit. Like I would get really quiet and just like very kind of like selfless and almost like forego any of my needs when negotiating boundaries. It was just kind of like, whatever you want. And towards the end, the person was like, wait, you need to speak up for what you want. Like there's got to be like more that you need in this situation. Um, So that definitely catalyzed a lot for me. Cool. Um, Okay. I... Do you have any specific stories that stand out in your mind, like favorite sex stories, whether it's an amazing night you had with a partner or just anything? Yeah, I guess one that's kind of like more recently in my mind, just because that happened like about like a month ago. Um, my partner and I use like a lot of toys and I really love butt stuff. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that. Go. I know. I used to not be into it, but that's also because a past partner tried to shove his dick in my butt without any lube or like prefacing. So yeah, it, yeah, it a, didn't feel good. That's yeah. A bad experience. That's a yeah. Bad first impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but always curious about it. But for me, it was like I wanted to pursue it at that time because my partner was really into it, and so. Um, with this partner, I felt comfortable around him. There was a ton of trust. Like when I was nervous about like poop, he was like, who cares? Like there's nothing to worry about. Isn't that like, that's such a big deal to have someone explicitly say it and be like, so what? Yeah. He's like, it's something your body makes like whatever. (laughs) And I was just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, so I have a weighted butt plug that I use, which I highly recommend. Wait, what's a weighted one? Is that like the metal heavy one or is it? Yeah, it's the the heavy ones. Those Um, are so hard to keep in. Really? I haven't had any difficulty with them. I like to bloop out. I don't know. I haven't worn it recently. (laughs) Like I was instructed to, (laughs) I was instructed to wear it once to drinks like with a couple that I was going on a date with to see if I would join them. And I eventually did, but I was also instructed to wear no panties and a very short dress, you know, short (laughs) above the knee dress. And so I have this fucking butt plug in and it's like, it's not like, it's not the biggest size, but it's like, it's the metal, like it's the metal heavy one with a jewel in it. Is that a butt plug that's like a, is that the same thing? Like, is that? Yeah. Well, I felt like it was just going to fall out at any moment. And then when we, luckily it didn't at the restaurant, but I was definitely like doing the thing where I was like underneath my coat because it was cold, like pushing it back in because I was like, I don't know if this is like, I would rather get caught pushing in my butt plug than to have it fall out in public. Like that was my conclusion. And then when we, sure enough, when we eventually we did end up in the bedroom together, actually, I think it was the next time I saw them, but yeah, it fucking fell out and would roll around. And I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> See, I feel like I've had the feeling of it falling out with just a regular one. And then we got the weighted one. And it's like, well, that's not coming out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, different bodies, different shapes. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have had my butt push out little, like, small plug, like, single small plugs. But Oh, yeah. Like, the ones with the balls they stay in. Like, the... Yeah. Does that make sense? The balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know balls. what you mean. <laughs> I know, but the listeners aren't gonna. The ones that are like, yeah, they're like not, they're not quite anal beads, but they're like they get their balls that get bigger and smaller, and they go poop, poop, poop. Yeah. 
the official butt plug noise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I digress. Wait, so so you awaited butt plug. When did you, um, I still want to hear everything, but when did you start using butt plugs? Like when did you first explore them? And was it, did you initiate or did you have a partner initiate? Um, It was about almost a year ago and it was around the time we first started doing uh, butt sex together. And then we're kind of curious because also another fantasy that I have is I really want to peg him sometime and he's open to it. Just we're kind of, we're on the hunt for like the right toy. Um, But we kind of thought like, oh, like, let's get a couple that we can like use and like he can use it and I can use it. And he uses one, which is like great. And I love playing around with him in that sense too. Um, So it was pretty mutual because like he, I was really enjoying like anal with him and then was also curious about getting him more comfortable for it in the future. So we were both just like, let's go to the store, let's buy some toys. and Awesome. And just, oh my God, like askasms are... Um, okay, that was my next question. Oh my God. <laughs> Tell me what it feels like in your body. And also, can you share with listeners about when you were first starting out with anal? Was it, you know, was it like, boom, askasm? Because for me, it was not. But what no, was no. Like, yeah, it wasn't for me the first time, I think, or the first time with my partner, but it was the first time where it felt enjoyable and like for lack of a better phrase and just to be blunt, like sometimes anal can feel like you're gonna poop. Yeah. Like it just yeah. feels like that, especially when they're pulling out. You're just like, oh wow. God, like, ah. <laughs> but like it was the first time where it just felt super comfortable, super easy, like could get a lot more like pumping going and just felt really comfortable. Um, what was the rest of your question? <laughs> I don't know now I'm just thinking about sex I know uh, but I have a new question which is do you use coconut oil for lube there too uh yeah I actually use like like a shea butter based one for oh, cool. anal because I find with coconut oil like my body just absorbs it a lot faster. <laughs> so I have to kind of like keep applying whereas this like just like slather it on and good to go <laughs> that's super great but yeah, definitely from the beginning, I didn't like orgasm from it at first. And then over time. But you have had an orgasm since. Oh, many, 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 many times. That's awesome. What does it feel like to you if you could describe it with words? <sighs> I know. And it's, it's a little different every time because uh, the most recent time... I had a butt plug in while using a hand vibrator and was like moving it up and down between like between my clitorate and the hood of yes. uh yeah and just like rubbing that area and stroking that while my partner was inside me so it was just like the trifecta or it was that's yeah. super hot it, it was amazing I I could not make words after he was like are you okay and I was like um but it just I guess I start to feel like a lot of oh man how to put it in words I definitely feel a lot of stimulation in my pelvic region initially and then just like my 
whole body just starts to kind of like gradually and lightly tingle and then it just keeps getting more and more intense and it's almost like it kind of starts at your toes and like works all the way up and like by the time like you climax it's like all in your head and you're just like oh. yeah <laughs> pretty great it's yeah pretty good so these are a lot of excellent stories. Do you have any not so excellent stories that you would care to share? Like maybe tales of caution or, or even tales of like mediocrity? Because I'm also really curious to know, you've mentioned some turn-ons, but turn-offs, even pre-sex, like initial turn-offs. I love to hear about those. Yeah, I think, hmm, I think initial, well, definitely one of the biggest turnoffs for me, and I think I kind of mentioned it earlier, is like lack of presence. I definitely had, and just like when someone's not reading my body or my cues, like I'm not a quiet person in the bedroom, like if you, or like not anymore, but even like, even before I wasn't like good with my words, I was still audible with like Mm -hmm. what felt good to me. I just didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. But like if partners were paying attention, like, I I was very communicative. Yeah. And I definitely had one time where this guy, I told him to like kiss my neck because that was like one way to make me feel comfortable. And he literally just like kept his mouth in the same place and did not move it and just made the same motion over and over and over again. It was just like almost kind of like chomping on my neck. It was just like, <laughs> And then he, like, tried to put a hand down my pants. I was like, the fuck? I was like, no. I was like, read my body. I was like, you can, like, kiss my neck, but just, like, notice. And I was so shocked because he was just, like, a phenomenal kisser. And I just feel like usually when you have, like, really intense kissing chemistry with someone, usually it's like, okay, it's going to be fine from there. And he would, like, hear that and just, like, go back. It was, like, almost robotic. And then he just kept doing different things like that, where it was basically just like the same thing over and over again, like almost like robot, like this is how you make a girl come. And it's like, but listen to her. Wow. We actually had a talk a few months later because the rest of that night, he wasn't like very good at listening to my nose. And I eventually had to tell him to leave because I just didn't want to be intimate with him anymore. And, like, months later, he was just, like, oh, my God, like, that night, like, genuinely changed my, like, perception and the way I moved through the world. And That's so amazing. That, that was great to see, but I feel like that doesn't always happen all the time. It doesn't always happen, but I love that you shared that because, A, awesome that you were, like, hey, I'm not feeling this. Please leave. Or how, yeah. how did you say it, actually? What, what Do you remember what you said? Yeah, definitely. Um, while he's on my neck over and over again. <laughs> okay, when you do that, I just have a vision of like a brontosaurus like chewing giant leaves. Like, like sloth. <laughs> yeah, so he kept doing that and then would try to like just get on top of me and like, again, like kept trying to put his hand on my pants without saying like, I would like to have sex tonight. And I kept saying no, that's not going to happen tonight. And he kept trying over and over again. I was like, and finally I was just like, hey, this is not okay. I've said no multiple times. You need to go. And he was just like, well, can I just stay in your bed? And I looked at him. I'm like, we both know we're both attracted to each other. If you sleep in this bed tonight, something's going to happen. And I don't want something to happen. Please leave. And Good for you. What? 
So I love hearing that. And I love hearing that you spoke and he said it made a difference. Did he specify how? Like, yeah, yeah. He said he had grown up in a town where, and oh, it's still kind of, oh, it definitely just makes me uncomfortable. He was like, and not that this justifies his previous actions because it doesn't, but he was like, I grew up in a town and I grew up in a community where men were taught that if a woman says no, you keep chasing after it until it happens. Ooh. And she says yes. And I was just like, having like coffee with them. I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> my, that makes my entire body feel really gross. Like I just Me had like, a whole body reaction. Oh me. yeah. I'm just like, ugh. Just and and it's not an excuse, but also that is a reality. And so yes. I think that you actually did him and who knows how many other people, how many other women, a huge favor in saying, hey, this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, definitely. I really am curious to know how many times, you know, how many dudes have gotten that, have received yeah. that message rather than the silent, like disappearing that I know I've done. Oh, I've done it many times. Know, and just because something's not quite right, or I'm just like, oh, this is weird. Okay. I'm just yeah. going to go and not address it. And so I yeah. just really respect that you spoke up and were like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. And that was right around the time, too, where things were kind of shifting and I was just kind of, like, discovering what my boundaries were and, yeah, yeah what turnoffs were. So it was just like, okay, me maybe six months or a year ago would have probably just let this happen, but not, yeah. not going to do that. Would you perhaps feel like sharing details of your roller coaster ride? <laughs> yes, I would love to. Um, so... Uh, she basically came over for dinner and just, I was, I was making her dinner and like the whole time it was clear that she was just like staring me up and down and kind of looking at me and I'm just there like fumbling, trying to cut carrots and just like super nervous and like stumbling over my words. I even get nervous just like talking about it because it's just still like new territory, but yeah, um, we ended up just like going upstairs and like watching a movie or something or we we're about to watch a movie and it was like definitely the elephant in the room like you could tell like one of us was just like who's gonna initiate kind of and finally she's just like I really want to kiss you right now and I was like okay and then like just instantly we just like started making out and um yeah just took a lot of time to just like explore each other that was kind of I guess the first time I had been with a partner where it wasn't like focused on the orgasm and it was just like here two beautiful people with beautiful bodies and just like let's like be there and make each other feel good so um and I was kind of going through like a time during that too so she just like definitely really like spoiled me and just like focused on like kissing all over my body and like for me too, like I really love breasts, so just like taking time to like yeah kiss her breasts and just go really slow, and then but when it came to like cunnilingus too, I was so nervous mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. to her, and it was just so interesting because she was just like she's like just explore she's like just don't even think about like yeah. making me get to a certain place. She was just like just 
do whatever you want. And she's like, I'll communicate with like moans and you'll know what feels good. That's amazing. Yeah. Once you started, once you got going, did that, did you feel increased confidence or was it like, oh yeah, like, did you enjoy exploring or what was it like? Yeah. First, like I was really in my head for the start of it. I was like, how do you do this? Like, I don't know. And it was interesting because like, even still when I think of like what feels good to me in terms of cunnilingus, like I know like a few specific motions that like really feel good, but in general, like I don't know how exactly to necessarily describe. It doesn't, in my brain, it doesn't translate. It's like, just because I feel a good thing down there doesn't mean I know how to make my tongue or mouth do that good thing. Like, and and I, I'm becoming more aware, but it was like when I was starting out, it wasn't like I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Myself. Yeah, yeah. And like now I can think of it and with my partner, I'm like, okay, so he's like wide tonguing me from like my vaginal opening all the way up to my vagina. Like I get it now. And he's like <laughs> making an arch like around my quarters. Like I get it. But, yeah. <laughs> but before I was just like, I don't know, you're just swirling your tongue down there. <laughs> Um, oh, and that reminds me, turnoffs are definitely when guys use your clitoris like a punching bag straight oh. up or like, yeah. I had a guy like literally flick it with his fingers and I was just like, oh. I like I knee jerk kicked him in yeah. the side I and I was just like, oh. that's a person that would accidentally get kicked, but like, I mean, but also would deserve it because that's what, oh, yeah. like, yeah. don't, no. Yeah, no. Um, so for me, definitely like when first going down on her, I was like really in my head about it. And, you know, she kind of kept just saying like, relax, just like do whatever you'd like. And by the end, it was just like fun to just take time. Like, yeah, just seeing what felt good to her. Cause some people preferred to like have a tongue enter into the vaginal canal. Others like don't. Some people just want to focus on the clit. So it's a whole different. You talked a little bit earlier about what you enjoy in terms of like lips and outsides, but are you a, are you a tongue in the vaginal canal type of girl or not? Like, what I'm are just you? a tongue everywhere kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> but is that really true? Because sometimes I get grossed out by sliminess, but I think it's just my weird thing with textures. Like, I love it when partners are like on my neck and my ear, but I know that I'm emotionally probably in a bad place either with them or for some external reason if if I'm having the reaction of like ew slimy yeah 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 I definitely have I'm just like oh I doesn't know (laughs) 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 exactly but for me it's like yeah I I would say tongue inside of me definitely not as the main focus like it would definitely not feel good to me if that was like the main show but just like you know few seconds doing that like I guess yeah in terms of the warm-up I just really like having a mix of like kisses and then like the tongue really wide and like looking up towards my clit over and over again and then as it gets closer really just like soft swirls like around my clitoris and like I said before like between the top of my clitoris and the hood like definitely that and having someone also like press down like on my pubic oh yeah 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 Yeah. I love that pressure especially as I get increasingly turned on I feel like if you start out with it it's like ah but if you like work up to it then it's like yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Especially with that type of pressure, like definitely like multi-orgasmic with that yeah. too. So yeah. I'm realizing we did we totally skipped your like entrance into the sexual world. Is there anything worth mentioning? Like or like first kisses that led to the, you know, <laughs> like that all that shy stuff that is so formative? Oh yeah. Um my first official boyfriend in high school, it was actually my senior year of call or not college, uh senior year of high school that we started dating and he was like first kiss, first everything. So it was just like we spent like, I don't know, like the first six to eight months of our relationship, just like a lot of hot makeout sessions, a lot of grinding against each other, and then like a lot of hand jobs, and then like slowly getting into blow jobs. <laughs> and during that time, I like didn't really, I wouldn't let myself receive oral sex during that time. Like I couldn't just like get out of my head during that time. But um, in terms of sex, it was just always so fun. Like the first time was really positive for me especially because we had so much build up to it and it was just like we'd always send each other like pictures of different positions and be like okay we're doing this later today and just like yeah it was really nice but it was definitely like I feel like leading up to our first time it just definitely felt like it was just like eight months of foreplay basically because we just love teasing each other like on to no end so yeah, by the that's time. kind of a like that's uniquely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, when and are you ever gonna wait eight months to fuck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't wait eight months. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it was definitely amazing and kind of. I was actually talking to a friend about this, and it's just kind of so interesting that like more so with recent partners, we don't like or as we get older, we don't take that time to like really build up and like have that sexual tension just like linger and kind of sit there. So I I just definitely distinctively remember like how much sexual tension had built up during that time. I was thinking recently, like as I, in my own life, just kind of think in my brain, not in a concrete way yet, but kind of the fantasy about looking for new partnership or new partners. I'm sort of like wondering if there's a way to communicate to people like how hot that initial buildup can be. Yeah. And I'm just like, is there, yeah, is there a way to communicate to the world that like, I really want to find someone who is patient enough to make me so fucking horny for them that I'm like trying to rip their clothes off? Because I don't think my recent initiations with people have been like decisions like, no, we will meet at this hotel and do this thing. You know, like that was like my first night with my master. It was very decided upon and I wanted that. But now I'm like, what if, you know, is there a way to, I guess, tease myself that way or drag it out in in grown-up life? Because it's like, I don't know, just getting straight to it, I think is so boring. It's like a missed opportunity and you only yeah. get you only get one time or like one amount of time before you're fucking. And so, I don't know, that's just been on my mind lately. I feel like there's like a few different ways that you could do that. Like if you're sitting down with someone, you could just like point blank be like, I really want to fuck you. But I think it would also be really hot to just like tease each other for a really long time so that that sexual tension builds up and you can even like reference like 
how it used to be when we were younger and how that sexual tension would just build because it was kind of forbidden. And you can just kind of say like, when you're getting to know someone and just be like, one of my biggest turn-ons is like having that kind of like forbidden kind of scenario and just be like, would you be interested in that? And And I think that's also a great filtration system because it's like, are you (laughs) and are you curious and do you actually want to fuck? Like, do you actually want to be fucking me? Yeah. Because I'm also, like I, like you said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have disconnected sex. Again, it doesn't need to be like lifelong partnership every single time, but like, I don't, like, I don't, if I'm replaceable to you, I don't care. Go. go Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, like we were saying, it could totally be like the first time I met someone and they could just be so present or yeah. I mean, we've all had it where we've been with a partner who we've been with for years and they just seem like they're in a total another place. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, this is, no. Can it's stop? such a yucky, I think it's such a sad feeling too because yeah. it's, like, it's such a waste of this wonderful human capability, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just like hurts my heart. Yeah. Me too. Okay, do you have any best, worst, weirdest stories around any of these things? Like, uh, I don't know, like weird blowjob stories, weird cunnilingus, weird butt, like, I don't know, anything anything we haven't hit upon? Uh, I'm trying to think. I know I've had, like, some weird instances before, and I know I've been, like, I definitely remember, like, one time, uh, in my uh, college boyfriend's dormitory, like we're having sex in his room and uh, kind of like weirdly configured on the couch, like he was sitting down and like my, I guess like my shoulders were on the ground and like my legs were like up and like housekeeping was coming around to like clean the room and started knocking and they're like, hello, is anyone in there? And we're like, yeah, yeah, don't come in. And they knock like a few more times, is anyone in there? And we're like, yeah, don't come in. And like, she ends up opening the door. Oh, and no. Full there. And we're just like, you know, that moment happens. And we're just kind of like, okay, like, I'll never see her again. I just let, let it slide. Just so we keep going. And then out of nowhere, I, I had never seen someone clean the windows of that building. but this day someone decided to clean the windows (laughs) and there are big windows like floor to ceiling windows we left the curtains open and they're climbing up a ladder is this guy like squeegeeing the window and I'm just like you gotta be fucking kidding me (laughs) that's hilarious but luckily I mean I haven't had anything too negative just like a lot of like silly moments like that of just getting walked in and just being like oh man (laughs) oh that's amazing okay we covered some fantasies but are there any other fantasies besides getting tied to the bed all day that you would like to share um and being a dom i was thinking about it today before the interview and i've i've been pretty lucky and had like a good amount of um fulfilled already so those ones are kind of like between between those and then going to like a play party and like experiencing that and definitely like 
I don't know if I could actually do it, but I definitely like fantasize about like having sex with my partner and not open at a play party. I don't know if I could like get to that point, but maybe. And then definitely, I would I would definitely love to have like a threesome and be more yeah, just more group play, more more bodies involved. Yeah, like, yeah, more tongues everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and just like having a time where like either having a third and we just completely focus on them or just having a day where there's like multiple tongues just all over yeah. me and just, yeah. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And then a question that I like to ask everyone at the end is if you could go back in time and give your younger self some sexual advice, what would you say and what age would you pick? Hmm. I think I'd pick two different ages. I first like go talk to my three or four year old self who was just starting to masturbate and just be like, what you're doing is completely normal. Don't, don't turn it down. Just keep doing it. Like do it in your private space, but you don't need to like cut yourself off from that type of pleasure. And then I think probably talk to myself like around like 20 or 21 once I started like becoming a lot more sexually active and sleeping with different guys and just like I don't know a couple a few things like don't don't always fake your orgasm like if you didn't I mean every once in a while I think it's like okay I'm not totally against faking it but I've definitely done it in some situations where I'm out I'm done yeah I just want to Yep, thank you. Yeah. I respect you, but I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, just in terms of, like, being with someone new during that age, I was definitely really so focused on just pleasing them and being a giver and to the point where, yeah, I would fake, like, the pleasure I was feeling in my body and just so scared to, like, yeah. ask for something different. So I think just telling that like it's okay to ask for what you want and it's okay to you know not feel turned on by someone it's okay yes oh that's that's a great point I'm so glad you said that yeah it is okay to not feel turned on by someone yeah yep yeah yeah because there's definitely cases where you know we've wanted to make ourselves enjoy sex with a partner more than we actually did and it's like no you you can listen to that there's not enough emphasis put on sexual compatibility yeah yeah and and I don't think there is a healthy space that is publicized in a way that's like no it is okay to change your mind if you're not feeling it you can totally ask him to leave or Mm -hmm. ask them to leave or whatever yeah and uh, that's that's something that I have only exercised once, but, and that was just a threat. I was like, if you do that again, I will fucking make you leave. It was tickling me in a way where I was like, no, you need to stop. And it was a third time. And I was like, I will fucking make you leave now. And oh, then I, I stopped seeing him tickled. after that because I was just like, you, I was like, no real hard boundary. Don't tickle me. And you did it again. So fuck off. Yeah. No, I hate being tickled. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to kick you. I'm going to punch you right yeah. now. And I'm sorry. It's warranted because I told you not to. Totally. Totally. Yeah. My dear, is there anything you'd like to ask me? Yeah, I guess 
for you right now in your sex life, do you have anywhere that's kind of like a little bit of a gross edge for you where you're like, I see a thing over there and I want to pursue it, but I'm a little scared, but oh, I'm also really turned on at the thought of it. <laughs> I have, I feel like I have so many versions of answers to that question. <laughs> so the base layer is the most boring one is I am untethered for the first time in two years, my relationship with my master has ended. And not to talk about the relationship too much, but I am excited at the prospect of new people. Not that I wasn't allowed to find people, but I'm also just deeply terrified. So like any sort of uh, dating or play in general is terrifying to me because for some reason, new partnership of any kind is just like strikes terror deep into my heart. Yeah. So that's like the, the basic, like human, like, ah! yeah. (laughs) Human basic freak out. (laughs) But in terms of like, if I were theoretically in a situation where I had partnership that I, that I felt safe with and wanted to try stuff with, um, I think like my, my super desire fantasy still is a double penetration, which probably is a growth edge. But I think beyond that, I do want to do more public play. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to go to parties. And I think for me, I want to play with impact play a little bit more. I've gotten some pretty nasty bruises in my days, but I'm kind of curious, I guess, to see if I... I'm curious to see if I will enjoy being beaten by somebody who is not my master or when I'm not anchored to this person that was my introduction to kink. Yeah. And uh, I feel very vulnerable saying that out loud and also just terrified. But yeah, I feel like there's so many other things I want to try. Yeah. I want to try... This is... I want to try... Trying to give you a really honest answer too, because <laughs> that's important. <laughs> I do, I do want to try initiating a relationship with a woman, mm-hmm. not necessarily a romantic one, but but maybe. But I want to practice identifying people that I'm attracted to and going after them in a respectful, well communicated way, and I want to try. Oh, I want to try more like electro play. <laughs> see what that's about I don't know (laughs) those are some things that are like dancing around (laughs) my brain but it's funny because the stuff that seems the most scary to me really is the like coming into contact with new people yeah just feel I'm just so deeply afraid of being and I don't know why but I think it's just a human thing of being ghosted like when people just lie to you when they just like give you a mind fuck Mm mm-hmm yeah, I definitely had that fear when I started doing like online dating a little bit last year. Yeah, because, yeah I I just you just don't of, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you met your current partner? Yeah, yeah, over online dating. Yeah, hope I guess. I yeah. Hope. So, yeah, I don't know. Ugh, I feel like I should have a better answer to those things. <laughs> My growth edge is new people. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> but I think that's also fair because, I mean, new bodies and new ways of, like, finding communication, especially if you've been with someone where it's just, like, 
all of your vulnerable places, like through sex and communication, we're already just so out on the table. And it's just kind of that like, okay, I'll start again. (laughs) And it actually is the first breakup where I really thought this person would be in my life for forever, not necessarily as a primary partner, but so that's kind of just like a mind fuck. But yeah, I think assuming I had, oh, here, I want a gangbang. That's my growth edge. <laughs> yes. Like I'm, I would need one person in charge, like controlling it. I would oh, definitely that I feel really safe with. I would love to be tied up and obviously it would have to be safe, safe sex and safe in the kink sense of safe, safe in all the ways, but yeah. I don't know. I'm open to the idea and it seems very scary, but exciting. I know. I, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that too. And just because, I don't know, I have different groups of people that I know where I'm just kind of like, okay, if we were all in a room together, I can be comfortable yeah. with that just because there's already such a level of comfort there. Awesome. Oh, I love that. My dear, is there anything else that needs to be said or wants to be said? Just have and initiate good communication with people, tell people what you want and don't be, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for what you want and discover what makes you feel good. Love. 